yes, we have a Saturday Cardinals preseason game. And for more coverage of the Cardinals, we turn to our pal Tyler Drake. He's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. What's up, Ty? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're as good as we can be before a preseason game. Yes, uh, exactly I'm, that. I'm trying to figure out, hey, it's Ty. the last one. <laughs> I know. That's true. That's I know. True. It's the last one. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to learn during this game. What is it that oh. you are trying to pay attention to during this third preseason game where maybe we don't see very many players that we're excited about? Well, yeah, for me, I think is going to be no injuries. I think that's the big one. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of starters playing, if any. I think even Marco Wilson or Zayvon Collins is still a game-time decision from what Cliff said a couple days ago. Uh, but, yeah, I would just I would say that. Uh, Trey McBride, hopefully he can get a couple uh, catches and get some confidence there. But that's really, that's really about it. I, don't, I think they've got most of these spots figured out. And I think, for the most part, it's about getting the guys that are either on the bubble or not going to make the team, getting them some more tape for maybe another team to pick them up. So with that in mind, and you think that their roster is basically set, so do you think that Cody Ford was in their plans from the get-go when they traded for him? Like, oh, we need some help on the O-line, so we got to go get a guy and trade a fifth for him. Like, was do you think that was in the back of their minds? Because it kind of caught a lot of us by surprise. I think it's just the fact that the O-line has just been dealt with a lot of injuries lately, and I think that was the biggest factor going into it. I think... You know, Lasita Smith, uh, the rookie, was doing was doing really well. But I think at the end of the day, you want to get a veteran in there to uh, really take over that, that backup guard role, or and and really depends on how Justin Pugh is. I mean, if Justin Pugh's uh, stinger, if, if that's still dealing with the, or he's still dealing with that through week one, they might have to roll him out as a starter. So I think it was a great uh, backup plan, if anything, and a security blanket and you know, the added benefit that he can play with Kyler. So, or that he's, that he used to play with Kyler in college. So I think, uh, I think the injuries uh, recently is, is the biggest factor going into why they made that trade, because let's be honest, cornerback is still probably one of the areas that they need to target the most. Talking with Tyler Drake, he's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. Something that I heard from John Gambadoro on this station just yesterday, Daryl Williams, he expects to be somebody that makes the 53-man roster. That's not super shocking. He's a guy who's had a 1,000 yards rushing in this league before, um, but we still haven't really seen a whole lot of him, and we haven't seen a lot of that running back room that's very competitive. Does that mean that there will be five running backs on this team? Yeah, you know, that's that's the hard thing because I'll be honest, I did the roster prediction a couple of days ago and I had Keontae Ingram in the fourth spot and had Darrell Williams not making the team just uh, based on we haven't really seen a lot from him. And, you know, that could also be there to save him for the regular season. But at the same time, he's not a special teams guy. And, you know, I feel like it's been pounded into our skulls of how much these guys have to be special teamers on top of being able to do stuff uh, in the backfield. So, uh, I, I definitely think there's a possibility there could be five running backs, but it's still that's just ah, that that's you got to take away from another position, and I just don't know, especially with the injuries that the O line is seeing. I would feel like that extra position would or that extra spot would go towards adding another lineman. Okay, so you mentioned O line, so I'll go back to the Cody Ford trade. Just from what you were able to gather. Um, what what have we learned about Cody so far? What kind of a guy is he? Of course, we know the relationship with Kyler, but like, what else do we need to know about Cody Ford? 
Uh, you know, it's still early, but if from what Cliff said, if he told reporters that, uh, you know, he's, he's picking stuff up, they were able to throw him in the first team offense, uh, when they had the joint practices with Tennessee. So that's a good thing. And, you know, Ron Wolfley talks about how the dude is just a massive human being and just has a massive base, has the biggest base he's ever seen. So, yeah, good uh, word that there, base. Has, <laughs> yeah, that has to go a long way. That has to go a very long way. Um, so, you know, it's, it, but you know the thing is, is when you look at the when you look at the analytics of it, he doesn't have the greatest uh, track record. Track record, uh, you know, like Pro Football Focus, which I know probably all the offensive linemen listening are probably throwing stuff at the radio. But uh, yeah, not the greatest grades. But who knows? Maybe the change of scenery is what it, what he needed, and uh, we'll see. But from the early returns, it sounds like he's what they wanted and expected, and. It sounds like they had an eye on him back when he was uh, coming out, too. How worried are you about the cornerback position? Because we've seen over the offseason they went and got Jeff Gladney, but then the unfortunate passing of him. They didn't really make a move to replace him. Uh, Marco Wilson has been exposed at times during games. Antonio Hamilton missing practice for weird reasons. How do you feel about cornerback going into the regular season? I mean, you can't feel good right now because the thing is, I mean, the last thing that Cliff said about Antonio Hamilton, who he named the number two guy for the time being not too long ago, was that we would all find out week one, basically on the injury report, what was going on with them. So that doesn't bode well because there's still, I mean, we're still quite a a while away from getting to Sunday so or to getting to week one. So. That's something to definitely look out for. Marco Wilson's regression, it sounds like, that doesn't bode well. It sounds like he's the number three guy. And, you know, as as good as Byron, you know, is, is doing as, you know, the slot guy, it's still just they, they've got to get another guy. Josh Jackson has had his moments, but he's also had, his, you know, some down moments. And, you know, you got Christian Matthew who looks like he could – he could do something. He's got the he's got the length and, and really could be a mismatch, but he's gotta get up to NFL speed, he's gotta be consistent. Uh and, and that's just you know, that's just with more reps. So they definitely I think need to go out and add another veteran. And I don't think it can be a guy that's just off the scrap pile from another team. I think they really need to look and see about adding a quality veteran to go with Byron, Antonio and Marco just to make that the you know, that would solidify it in my eyes. Tyler Drake, he's our Arizona Cardinals insider, joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Tyler, there's another name that we're not talking about a lot recently, and most of it is because he's been injured or not playing in the preseason because we know he's going to start. But Marcus Golden, he's there, but he's not really doing anything, and he's talked about as a toe injury. But from your outsider's perspective or your best guess, like what is, is Marcus Golden holding in? What's going on there? You know that's that's a tough one. You, you would you would think it's probably a little bit of a little bit of that and a little bit of probably just let's make sure you get to week one. So I would uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case that he is holding in. And that's the thing. I mean, look at his look at his contract. It, it's understandable. The guy's not making that much. And obviously, after leading the team in sacks last year, you, you would want to uh, you know get a little more a uh, little more money for for what you're putting out there. So. I could definitely see that, but I also wouldn't expect Marcus Golden to be the guy that's not going to go play a football game. I think he's going to go out there and give it his all. He's got the high motor. He loves playing in Arizona, but at the same time, you know, it's, it is a business, and you've got to you've got to go that way if that's what he's doing. 
I think the big story nationally that people are seeing about the Cardinals is the fact that Kyler Murray has been entrusted to call plays during preseason games. And at first, we all kind of joked about it. Oh, maybe they're trying to humble him a little bit. And then they did it again. And it's like, okay, what are we actually doing here? And I think nationally, people are looking at it like, okay, why are the Cardinals giving this power to their starting quarterback who's not even playing in the preseason? Are we going to see more of that today during the third preseason game? I mean, you would you would expect it. You would expect just to uh, keep the uh, keep the tradition going for this preseason. But I think you know, and I might be crazy, but I think at the same time, what if this is the the happy medium medium of hey, we're going to take that study clause out, but you know, we're still going to we're still going to find a way for you to, you know, look at the plays a little differently or, or call some more plays. And, and it just maybe that's, that's the little, uh, the light bulb that's going off. And, and that's when he needs to, to just study a little more and, and figure it out. And maybe that's what's working. And, and who knows? It, it could be, that could be completely wrong. But I think him understanding more of the playbook and getting the plays out and, and kind of seeing that perspective is doing a lot more than I think people understand. What's wrong with Matt Prater? Why is he missing kicks? <laughs> hey, okay, a couple of those were, were pretty far. So, it, 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 Not the 33-yard extra points. I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, that's true. True that, true that. You know, I don't know. Let's, that's something that uh Okay, how about, is, let uh, me ask a legitimate question then. Is this something that they should be concerned about heading into the cut-down day? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I wouldn't be. He's a veteran. I think if, if there was something wrong, I think they would already have figured out a solution. Uh, but let's, I mean, come week one, if he's missing like that again, there's obviously going to be more questions and I don't think it's an automatic, okay, he missed that. He's got to be gone, but it's going to be definitely somebody, something everybody's going to be watching, especially after the Zane Gonzalez experience not too long ago. Yeah. Is it bad that during extra points I'm, I'm nervous, but when it's a 54 <laughs> yarder, I'm like, oh, he's got this. <laughs> that is, that's, I'm, yeah. It's like when you can hit the three pointer, but you can't make a layup. Right, exactly. You know, it's it's kind of sadly ironic. You mentioned Zane, or coincidental, I should say. You mentioned Zane Gonzalez. Apparently, he just suffered a groin injury that's slash significant and long term. So that's oh, not man. good for the former Cardinals kicker now with the Panthers. But either way. All right, last one I want to ask you, and it's kind of a, a thinker, so I apologize if it's too much. But I want to know about a guy that you've seen that you think is going to make this 53 that we are not talking about enough. Who is it? Oh, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> that's why I'm here. We're not talking about enough. Hmm. I mean, we okay, so everyone's talked about Greg Dortch enough. Right. Everyone's talked about Andy Isabella enough. Uh, I guess maybe that one's probably a, <laughs> a, hot, a hot topic. It's but, a hot button topic, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, I think Victor Dimikagey. And I know that we've talked about him a lot, but... I think that's a guy that really came into this camp not having really a spot solidified. And I think his game really propelled him into a spot. It's all it's been is Dennis Gardeck, uh, Dennis Gardeck and Devon Kennard, the rookies and Cameron Thomas and my Jay Sanders. And then it's Victor Dimikagey. I mean, outside of Marcus Golden, obviously, but I think he has really solidified himself as a guy that's not only going to help on special teams, but really can, you know, maybe come in and really contribute on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't think a lot of people expected him to really be in that situation or in this situation right now. So he's really taken a huge step in my eyes. 
All right, Tyler, enjoy the game this afternoon. Thanks for uh, helping us get excited for a preseason game. <laughs> Anytime, guys. See ya. All right, man. That's Tyler Drake. He's our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. And, and we joke about it, but I got to be honest with you. After watching the first half of the last it's preseason, a preseason game, game, at huh? halftime, I was like, do I really need to watch the rest of this? I mean, I have a radio show, so like, yeah, I kind of do. But at the same time, I was like, I don't really want to watch this. Look, we I, all I'm ha- not learning anything. We all have our reasons for watching preseason football. And more often than not, it's because we just love football.